Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 10th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat, in which I will leave in the link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 stablecoins by market cap. Starting off with USDT Tether. Let's see, what are we going to do? Let's do the uh, market cap, market cap value. Okay, so start off with USDT Tether with a market cap of $11.8 billion. In second place, we have USD Coin with a market cap of $1.1 billion. That's a big difference from first and second place, from $11.8 billion to $1.1 billion. That's a big difference. Third place, we have DAI with $426 million. Wow, that's a big difference from first and third. That's insane. Fourth place, we have Paxos Standard with $253 million. And in fifth place, we have True USD with $193 million. And in sixth place, we have Binance USD with $160 million. And in 7th place, we have HUSD with $131 million. And in 8th place, we have MSTABLE USD with $60 million. 9th place, we have SUSD with $50 million. And in 10th place, we have STASIS EURO. STASIS? STASIS. STASIS EURO with $36 million. Man, 36 million to to billions? That's insanity. 36, wow, that's crazy. 36 million to 11.8 billion dollars. That's insane. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 stable coins of the day. Your overall market cap is at $351.4 billion, down 5.7%. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Liam Frost. Binance launches perpetual futures priced in Bitcoin. Crypto exchange Binance has launched a new coin margined perpetual future contracts priced in Bitcoin, according to a press release. Unlike traditional future contracts where buyers and sellers are obligated to execute the deal on a set date regardless of current market conditions, perpetual ones don't have expiration period. This means that traders can hold their position indefinitely. Binance's latest derivatives are also inversed, meaning that they've margined and priced in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies instead of fiat. 
margins are a form of loans borrowed from a brokerage and used to buy various assets. These loans are usually denominated in US dollars or other traditional currencies. Binance's perpetual Bitcoin price features, just like their previously launched quarterly counterparts, allow the leverage of up to 125 times, a factor by which a margin trades value as well as a risk could be multiplied. That is insane. 125 times, that's insane. Next news written by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin's price hits year-to-date high above $12,000. Following a dramatic crash in mid-March after the coronavirus was declared a pandemic, the Bitcoin market sprang to life and has barely skipped a beat since. Now, after more than four months of near constant growth, the Bitcoin price just touched the high, highest value in 2020 so far, hitting $12,046 earlier today. Since then, the cryptocurrency has fallen back slightly and is currently hovering around $12,000 price point. This is the second time this month Bitcoin touched $12,000. The last time resulted in a sudden rejection, sending BTC tumbling back to $11,000. Dollars, but so far it has stayed steady. Hmm. At its current value, $11,998, Bitcoin is now up 3.1% last week and 6.1% the last 30 days. Okay, a bunch of numbers. Ethereum now sits at $395.80, up 1.4% last day and 65.9% last month. Okay, we got it. Uh, this growth comes during the time of rapidly increasing demand for decentralized finance solutions, most of which run on Ethereum. Yes, we know that. Next news, Cryptonauts, written by Liam Frost. DeFi token Wi-Fi's price explodes 50% on Binance listing. What? Crypto exchange Binance has announced the listing of its latest decentralized finance, Darling Yearn Finance's Yearn token Wi-Fi. On the news, its price surged by over 50% according to crypto analytics platform CoinGecko. Wow. If you look at this chart, it just shot straight up. When the announcement was made, the price of Wi-Fi rose to $6,941 before coming to rest at its current price. What the heck? What? What price is Wi-Fi? What is Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi is a governance token of Wi-Earn, a DeFi protocol developed by Andre Conjori that helps users to move their assets between various liquidity pools. Those who hold the token are able to vote on how the network works. As Decrypt reported, Wi-Fi exploded in July with its price increasing more than 70-fold in just one week since its launch, but it was never meant to be that way. Kronji stressed that it was supposed to be a completely valueless zero supply token that has zero financial value. The goal was for the token to be used for voting, but not as a means of exchange themselves. Hmm. Yet not only is this useless token well worth over $6,000 today, has a market capitalization of more than $190 million, and is currently daily trading of roughly $35.1 million, but, but it also also spawned a number of knockoffs such as Wi-Fi 2, Cream, Wi-Fi, and even DeFi exit scams. But since it's DeFi, not even the weirdest of them can be stopped. Hmm, true. Next news written by Forecast News staff. Bitcoin could benefit Fed-led inflation, says Diginex CEO. 
As the Federal Reserve pours trillions of dollars into the United States economy to combat the coronavirus crisis, cryptocurrencies are becoming increasingly appealing to institutional investors, according to Richard Byworth, CEO of Hong Kong-based digital financial services company Diginex. Byworth argues that the Fed's plan to raise inflation rates coupled with political uncertainties around the upcoming presidential election could lead to investors seeking digital assets as a way to hedge their portfolios. I think we've got to the point with central banks where there's no reversing it, says Byworth in an interview with media partner Forecast News. Obviously, Trump wants to get re-elected. He's not about to let the Fed stop easing or printing monies. And so when you look at Bitcoin as a scarce digital asset, there's something that's really starting to create awareness around investors looking to hedge their portfolio with institutional and retail. Hmm. Good or bad? Good for Bitcoin, bad for the dollar. Well-known investors such as Paul Tudor Jones and Tim Draper have been bullish on the growth of cryptocurrencies, and Draper has even bet on the price of Bitcoin could surge to $250,000 by 2023. I think that the route is, I think that the route to getting to $250,000 price in Bitcoin means that you've seen a significant devaluation of the dollar price, said Byworth. I think it can get there if the Fed were to continue down a road of loss of control of the printing press. From my own perspective, I see a lot of higher prices price from where we are today, even in the next six months. Wow, that's crazy. Institutional investments in digital assets like Bitcoin has grown despite the coronavirus pandemic. The world's largest digital asset management firm, Grayscale Investments, single asset investment funds for Bitcoin and Ethereum totaled $3.5 billion and $410 million in July, respectively. Wow. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. That's a new person. IDEN3 builds fast-scaling solutions for Ethereum. IDEN3, a company that manages self-sovereign identity on public blockchains, today launched Hermes, a ZK rollup that aims to provide a new method of scaling Ethereum transactions. The booming decentralized finance industry is giving individuals the chance to buy and sell crypto assets outside of the traditionally centralized financial world, but it continues to put strain on Ethereum blockchain, causing it to slow down and become more expensive. Hermes provides a potential solution to the growing bottleneck. ZK Rollup allows the Ethereum blockchain to process more transactions on the network by grouping multiple transactions on a separate chain and then uploading those as a single transaction every so often. They allow more people to use the blockchain without it getting congested, which is awesome. So imagine that instead of having 100 transactions um, on the blockchain directly, those 100 transactions can be compiled off chain, wrapped as a single transaction and then put back onto the main chain as a single transaction. That saves so much bottleneck and that's 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 it right there. That's it. We need that. Reinvesting in the Ethereum community. Today, IDEN3 also introduced Proof of Donation, a decentralized bidding system that re- reinvests earnings back into the Ethereum community. This self-sustaining decentralized community will not only be an important project for the blockchain space in general, as Jordi describes, but it will be the first of its kind, inventing, inviting users to compete in an auction where they bid with Hermes tokens. 
The higher bidder would win the rights to create the next block and collect transaction fees. At first, these funds will be redirected on the Gitcoin Grants quadratic matching rounds, which are funds allowing people to finance their own open source project. Jordy says he hopes to have a future governing decentralized autonomous organizations or DAO setting up within the next year. This would allow the blockchain's users to run it completely. Wow. Okay, next news written by Liam Frost. Grayscale's national TV ad goes out, but no mention of Bitcoin. Hmm. Digital asset manager Grayscale Investments has launched a new advert on U.S. national television that promotes its various crypto trusts, but never explicitly mentioned Bitcoin or other coins. Judging by users' reaction on Twitter, the ad totally missed its mark. Apart from obvious technical issues such as poor audio balancing which caused the background rock music to overshadow the narrator, many commentators pointed out the overall vagueness of the ad's message, or rather the complete absence of one. During over two-thirds of the 30-second clip, the narrator very briefly retells the history of money as a medium of exchange. He mentioned barter, metal coins, and printing unlimited amounts of money that occurs today. Suddenly concluding that's why it's time for digital currency and that's as close as the clip comes to saying what it promotes really after watching the ad many users also noted that it generally doesn't say doesn't say anything at all to a person who doesn't already know what cryptocurrencies are or how they work the clip also hasn't explicitly stated how printed unlimited amounts of money correlates with adoption and potentially and the potential of bitcoins and other cryptocurrency we're going to we're going to bring crypto to the masses wrote barry silbert the founder and ceo of grayscale's parent company digital currency group while announcing the clip last friday yet according to most commentators grayscale's recent ad probably won't wow Mm, left jab Mm, right jab oh man man that's a knockout Mm, knockout that's jeez louise um yeah they're probably uh they probably gotta dig themselves out of that one now next news written by andrew hayward facebook's f2 will now oversee whatsapp pay crypto wallet novi facebook has a venmo like mobile app payment service in facebook pay WhatsApp Pay, in-app payments, and also an upcoming cryptocurrency wallet, Innovi, that will look that Innovi that will work with the Libra cryptocurrency project that is backing. Sounds like a lot of different payment divisions. Facebook apparently agrees, which is why today the company announced that it will be bringing all of them together in a single group, with new leadership coming on board to help oversee their ongoing development. David Marcus, head of Novi Financial financial and co-creator of Libra announced the formation of the group today, also noting that Facebook has appointed Stephane Casreal to oversee Facebook Pay. According to Casreal's LinkedIn profile, he will be the VP of Payments for Facebook. The new group will be named Facebook Financial, according to Bloomberg, and called F2 internally. Facebook Pay is planned to be included in, in all the company's apps with Instagram integration hitting the US in the coming weeks, so it makes sense that Facebook would want to de- want a dedicated leader for the initiative. 
Hmm, interesting. Libra's shift, including including to creating individuals fiat backed stable coins to back the Libra coin rather than backing it with the cryptocurrency themselves, has raised questions about whether Libra can ultimately match up to its ambitious original decentralized approach. The Libra Association, meanwhile, has made a number of key recent appointments that signal that it is gearing up to weather further hurdles with global regulators. Yeah. Good luck to them. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Blockstack tokens inch closer to trading on U.S. crypto exchanges. Blockstack, the Bitcoin block... The Bitcoin-based Ethereum competitor has come one step closer to making its Stacks token tradable on U.S. crypto exchanges. Blockstack PBC, the SEC-registered company, today filed a notice with the SEC explaining its plans to decentralize its network by handling over 100 million STX tokens, $23 million, to the Stack Foundation, the nonprofit that governs the network. That coincides coincidentally is the amount as Blockstack raised in its 2019 SEC qualified ICO. Hmm. Decentralizing crypto networks is nothing new in Cryptoland, which generally runs along the principle of anarcho-capitalism founder, founders encumbered by small companies that they had to form to create their networks rush to hand over the controls to their users. Moving from Moving funds from Blockstack, PBC, a public benefit corporation, to the Stack Foundation puts money into the hands of an independently run nonprofit. It's a major step on the long road to decentralization. We believe the transfer of these assets will help ensure that influence and control are effectively distributed among independent entities in the ecosystem, said Munib Ali, CEO of Blockstack, PBC, in a blog post today. All right, next news. Written by Matthew DeSalvo. ACLU EFF comes out against blockchain for COVID-19 tracking. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF, and American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, have spoken out against new law in California that wants to use blockchain for COVID-19 tracing. In an online post last week, the digital rights duo described the bill as a huge privacy concern and added that no one should have to unlock their phones to expose their health information in order to gain entry to their office, school, or neighborhood market. The bill, AB 2004, which was drafted by lawmakers in California earlier this year, wants to create a system where health records are on a blockchain so checking individuals COVID-19 status is easier. The idea is that people can be checked upon entry to certain places on whether they've had COVID-19. Notably, the legislation doesn't stipulate which blockchain specifically health officials is the state would use. AB 2004 states that verifiable health credentials that use blockchain technology could provide solutions to privacy concerns of track and trace. But Adam Schwartz, a senior staff attorney at the EFF, said in a post that medical test results are a poor fit for public ledgers and that the person's COVID-19 status may change from day to day. He argued that a blockchain system would not be necessarily a tracks 
would not be necessary to track citizens COVID-19 status and that it would unfairly punish those who couldn't afford a coronavirus test. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, there are pros and cons to that, I guess. Yeah, you're right. In short, the bill is a blockchain solution in search of a problem and COVID-19 is a problem that will not be so easily solved, he said. The bill was proposed in May and was immediately criticized by the EFF. The EF EFF's recent statement came after the bill was amended at the end of June. Privacy and national identification systems have become a hot topic since the coronavirus started wrecking havoc around the world, with some warning the governments could be using the pandemic to exert more control over their citizens. You know, <clears throat> it just sounds like what they're trying to do, what they're trying to pass is exactly what China's doing is, you know, in order to go to the store, you have to uh, scan a QR code uh, indicating, I guess, your your uh, your records, right? Your, um, your identification of the last time you were tested, right? Um, obviously, if you're positive, you can't enter the facility. And it also helps keep track. Uh, you know, it's, it's social tracking. So if you're inside of a supermarket with 30 other customers, now, I don't know, doctors, the government, whoever keeps track of that, those records, know that there's 30 people within that building within that period of time. And one of those, one or two people were infected with COVID-19. Therefore, there's a possibility that the rest of those people within the store, within that period of time, was also um, <laughs> infected, possibly. So it's it's easier to track that way. Is it a bad thing? Mm, I don't know. That's that's for debate. That's for debate because I guess you could easily manipulate things. You could easily uh, uh, start secluding people. Because like like this article says, it's it's not perfect. Things change day to day. Next news, and it's our last news, written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Bitcoin trading soars in Argentina, Brazil, as local currencies weak, weaken. While DeFi may have some traders dreaming of complicated lending strategies and governance protocols in certain parts of the world, it's still Bitcoin that promises a censorship-resistant way to protect against rapidly inflating local currencies. According to a recent report from analytics firm Arcane Research, Bitcoin has just broken the price records in Argentina, Brazil, and Turkey with growth in fiat terms of 169%. 20% and 5% respectively over the last two months. In truth, however, these stats say much more about the troubled state in, the, in these countries' econom economies than it does about any growth local interest in crypto. But when it comes to Argentina and Brazil in particular, a surge in local Bitcoin trading volume suggests crypto could be gaining favor among traders as a hedge over other instruments. Argentina is currently in the midst of its worst, worst economic crisis in decades with plenty of blame to go around. Both the leftist government of the Kirchner dynasty of the right-wing governments from the Menin to Mauricio Macri have failed to move the country forward. The current president Alberto Fernandez inherited the, from former president Marcy an economy that is considered the second most miserable in the world behind only only Venezuela. Hmm. 
It is with this backdrop that Argentines appear to be turning to Bitcoin in greater numbers as potentially a way to protect against a devaluing local currency, given that local regulations prevent them from easily accessing foreign currencies such as dollars or euros. Wow. All right, Cryptonauts, that is all your crypto news for today. Um, honestly, I was looking for some, some crypto jokes, but uh, I couldn't find any good crypto jokes. They were all pretty, pretty bad. They were really bad. They were just like, not like offensive bad. They were just like, who wrote this stuff kind of bad? Just Half of it doesn't make sense. It's all, it's, it's too, it's too nerdy. It's too nerdy. It's not uh, it's for general consumption. Uh, with that said, Cryptonauts, uh, if you if you actually have a good website or if you have really good crypto jokes, I would like to uh, to say those here on this podcast. Um, you can publish those. You can post those on uh, the Discord app. So head on over there and let me know what you ha- what you got. With that said, Cryptonauts, make sure you are washing your hands, washing your feet. Washing your face, washing your mouth, washing everything, wearing your mask, and practice social distancing at staying six feet and further apart. Stay quarantined if you can, and only go out for essential things. Why? Because COVID-19 is hot. Real hot. It's out there. I mean, we're hitting all-time highs once again. It's getting pretty bad. Um, even though, the, I think, I don't, I don't know, I haven't watched the news in a while, but I haven't really seen it... Uh, I think here, at least in, so I live in California, at least here, it seems that people are, um, are adopting the, uh, facial mask as, as a norm. You know, there's, I would say 95% of people wear their mask regularly out in public. Like it's very rare now that you see somebody without a mask. Um, and people highly do practice social distancing. They're, they're very active about that. Um, but restaurants are not doing so well from my, from my perspective, people are still cramped up like anchovies on the patio. It doesn't look good. Um, so be careful out there when you're out outside dining. Um, yeah. With that said, Cryptonauts, leave some feedback, some positive feedback, which I greatly, greatly appreciate with that said cryptonauts i will catch you all on the next one adios